Hello, and welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Heidi White, and today is Wednesday, July 26th, 2023. Today's poem is by Mathea Harvey, and it's called In Defense of Our Overgrown Garden. I'll read it once and offer a few comments, and then I'll read it a final time. In Defense of Our Overgrown Garden. Last night, the apple trees shook and gave each lettuce a heart. Six hard red apples broke through the greenhouse glass and landed in the middle of those ever so slightly green leaves that seemed no mix of seeds and soil, but of pastels and light and chalk X's mark our oaks that are supposed to be cut down. I've seen the neighbors frown when they look over the fence and see our espalier pear trees bowing out of shape. I did like that. They looked like candelabras against the wall, but what's the sense in swooning over pruning, I said, as much to Mrs. Jones, and I swear she threw her cane at me and walked off down the street without it. Has always puzzled me that people coo over bonsai trees when you can squint your eyes and shrink anything without much of a struggle ensued with some starlings and the strawberry nets. So after untangling the two, I took the nets off and watched the birds with red beaks fly by all morning at the window. I reread your letter about how the castles you flew over made crenellated shadows on the water and the rain barrel has overflowed and made a small swamp. I think the potatoes might turn out slightly damp. Don't worry. If there is no fog on the day you come home, I will build a bonfire so the smoke will make the cedars look the way you like them. To close, I'm sorry there won't be any salad, and I love you. Mathea Harvey was born in 1973. She's still living. She was born in Germany and she lived as a small child in the UK. And then she moved to the US at age eight. She graduated from Harvard University uh, and earned an MFA from the University of Iowa. And she's published several collections of poetry. Uh, And I chose this one because I too have an overgrown garden right now that feels purposeful. I want to defend the fact that it's overgrown uh, as if its abundance reflects the nature of high summer itself, right? Everything is just a little too much, a little or a lot, uh, too hot or too sticky or too wet or too dry or too many weeds, too much undergrowth or overgrowth, uh, too many blooms or tree suckers or vines or bugs or fruits or whatever, right? This time of year feels extreme, And at the same time, sometimes lethargic because of the heat uh, and the humidity uh, and just kind of the weight of a summer day. Uh, It's all too much. And this poem captures that. So how does it do that, right? How does it capture that same sense uh, in the words and the the flow and the rhythm uh, of the poem itself captures that same feeling of high summer, Uh, especially in defending (laughs) this overgrowth in the garden. And that leads me to another reason that I chose this poem. To me, it is a wonderful example of how form and content unite to create meaning. Uh, This poem, like the garden it describes, is overgrown, right? There are too many words, too many ideas. Uh, It's too crowded. There's too many transitions. Uh, If you were to see it on paper, uh, you'd notice that the lines are very long and the punctuation is sparse. I'm sure you could hear that in my reading of it. It looks like an overgrown garden uh, and it sounds like an overgrown poem. Uh, 
So even though the poem seems to lack form, it actually does not. Uh, the form is carefully crafted to reflect the central idea, the defense of an overgrown garden, and in kind of a meta way, then the defense of a crowded or overgrown poem itself. Uh, and so it becomes a comment, not merely on the garden, uh, which is quite lovely and enough, but also on the nature of poetry and the nature of art. Uh, and I think that's quite clever and an excellent example of formal choices from an adept poet. Bravo, Mathea Harvey. Uh, so here it is one more time in defense of our overgrown garden. Last night, the apple trees shook and gave each lettuce a heart. Six hard red apples broke through the greenhouse glass and landed in the middle of those ever so slightly green leaves that seem no mix of seeds and soil, but of pastels and light and chalk X's mark our oaks that are supposed to be cut down. I've seen the neighbors frown when they look over the fence and see our espalier pear trees bowing out of shape. I did like that. They looked like candelabras against the wall, but what's the sense in swooning over pruning? I said as much to Mrs. Jones, and I swear she threw her cane at me and walked off down the street without it. it has always puzzled me that people coo over bonsai trees when you can squint your eyes and shrink anything without much of a struggle ensued. I'm going to read that again, Logan and shrink anything without much of a struggle ensued with some starlings in the strawberry nets. So after untangling the two, I took the nets off and watched birds with red beaks fly by all morning at the window. I reread your letter about how the castles you flew over made crenellated shadows on the water and the rain barrel has overflowed and made a small swamp. I think the potatoes might turn out slightly damp. Don't worry. If there is no fog on the day you come home, I will build a bonfire so the smoke will make the cedars look the way you like them. To close, I'm sorry, there won't be any salad, and I love you. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm Heidi White. Until next time, happy reading.